And that is the esteemed economist Austin Hughes. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we shall do in the unbeatable company of Austin Hughes. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Not too bad, Austin. Have you ever made any big predictions which have come true? Uh, not really. Uh, um, <laughs> says the economist. Uh, yeah, he says yes. I, I, I don't think I've been specific about a time. So they might well come to pass, but not quite yet. Just right? like a stopped <laughs> clock is right twice a day. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Let's start um, with the AMLA decision. Court Caden in The Examiner and Sarah Collins in The Independent have uh, stories about the disappointing news yesterday from Brussels. Yes, I'd say this is a bit disappointing, but not a bit surprising. Ireland lost out in its bid to host the new EU anti-money laundering authority. Um, The the authority, which is said to be a key uh, institution in the fight against illegal uh, financial activities, um, has instead gone to Paris or had gone to Frankfurt with 400 jobs uh, and is set to start next um, year. But uh, I don't think it's at all entirely disappointing because we normally hear about these sort of institutions when something goes horribly wrong. Uh, It's certainly not at all surprising uh, because Sarah Collins in the Indo uh, writes at length about the bidding process uh, and it appears that the big boys were determined to get this. Uh, Frankfurt came out on top with 28 votes, Madrid next, uh, Paris behind that and Rome. So it, it really isn't at all surprising that Ireland failed in its bid in this regard. And yet it does signal to me, Austin, like a stitch up, the big Western European nations kind of got around the table and said, oh, I'll vote for you if you vote for me. I wouldn't be surprised, Austin, uh, if a Spanish person or a French person gets a big European job in the autumn as a part of the horse trading. Oh, I couldn't be cynical about what Europe does. <laughs> Not at all. It's too early for that, Joe. Uh, yeah, the big boys want the big boys get. Yeah. Now, Owen Burke Kennedy in the Irish Times is a story which did surprise me uh, about wind farms last year. This is quite disturbing. It says that there was no planning permission given for any wind farms. Uh, and it's taken from a speech given to a conference yesterday by uh, an energy economist from UCD, Lisa Ryan. Uh, and she says that, um, you know, there is a real problem here about the slow pace of rollout of renewable energy. Um, she said it normally takes about 60 weeks for a wind farm to get planning permission going through all the sort of normal hurdles that we see around our planning process uh, and that if we don't really speed up the difficulties around planning and uncertainty uh, and the general process she said we're not going to meet our renewable energy targets Uh, so a major issue there and something that you know tells us planning problems are, are a major element in so many aspects of our economic life but this is a critical one to get right and get right quickly yeah and let's stay with the energy transition and bloomberg has a story about the price of electric vehicles 
Yeah, it's it's saying that Mercedes-Benz is very disappointed uh, about, uh, or well, it's disappointing in terms of its uh, revenue projections. Now, Mercedes is saying that there's been some cooling of demand growth. Uh, I suppose you get the early adapters and then you get people who will wait and see. Uh, I think the other problems they face is that in general, economic conditions haven't been all that buoyant. So, uh, you know, demand for new cars has been sluggish for the last while globally. Uh, and the final element, of course, is that most of the demand for EVs has come in the small to mid-size uh, portion of the market. And that's not an area, you know, where Mercedes is traditionally. So all those elements point to, again, maybe a slower process towards electrification than, than might have uh, been generally envisaged, or certainly that the marketing bods w- would tend to, to suggest to you when you see the ads for uh, electric vehicles. Yes. Now, um, our final story we're going to look at is in the Daily Telegraph in the UK. It's about 14 years since the financial crisis, but they're talking about 99% mortgages in Britain. And you and I probably recall when people were getting more than 100% of the value of the home in loans, and that didn't end very well. Yeah, if it's disappointing about the money laundering, it's disturbing about the planning permissions. This is just plain downright depressing. Um, you would think that there are memories of all the problems that we had uh, around, uh, you know, 100% mortgages. And the idea that, you know, the average house price in the UK is around 325,000 sterling, that for 3,000 you can rock up uh, and look to, to get a house, that that's a, a tells us that we probably haven't learned much. It also probably tells you that the Tories are concerned about the next election. If you look at the UK property market, they're not building as many houses there per head of population as we are in Ireland even. Uh, But house prices have been falling. And if you look where they've been falling fastest, it's in London and the southeast. So if you want to appeal to the Tory electorate, maybe tell them that the property market is going to make a comeback. But it is depressing to see a story like this. And let's hope that we've learned our lesson here in Ireland about free money and property prices only going one way. Yeah, there's no such thing as free money. Austin, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I know um, you're very busy there at the moment. And that is the esteemed economist Austin Hughes. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.